recorded live. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to AGP. As always, I am your host. I am Amanda Gillum. Also to the gaming community, I am Lady Vader 79 As always, we need to start off with giving a big shout-out to our sponsors, because without them, you wouldn't have some YouTube gaming, and you wouldn't have this fantastic podcast. So quick shout-out to Sean Forney Illustrations and their independent comic, Scarlet Huntress, to Hazard Productions, that they're all ages comic, Peanut Put It in Jelly, to the Gym City Comic Con coming back at you around March or April in 2019. We don't have dates yet. We're still waiting on Jesse. Always waiting on Jesse on that one. To the Champion City Comic Con coming to you the Sunday before Halloween in Springfield, Ohio. To UVN, the Underground Video Network, bringing you amazing videos all around the tri-state area of Indiana, Kentucky, and Ohio of everything from demolition derbies to conventions, and of course, to Mark Kidwell, comic creator of Images 68. Thank you all so much for being a sponsor of AGP. I don't know what I would do without you guys. Now, in this episode, we're going to get down, and we're going to get dirty, and we're going to be talking, it's going to be a whole lot of mess. And when I say that, I mean M-E-S-S-E-D with a capital M and a capital S. I'd like everybody to welcome Dylan AJ, the creators of Mets Comics, to the show. Welcome, gentlemen, to AGP. Hello, hello. Hello, how are you doing? Um, now that I know what day of the week it is, I'm absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what day of the week it is either. <laughs> So, gentlemen, you guys get down and you guys get dirty. You guys have this cute little comic that I have never heard anybody being able to do a comic like this before. Who wants to take the reins and tell us the name of the comic and a little bit about what it is? Uh, I'll let you This is Jay. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. Uh, (laughs) It's called Mess. It is a nickname for the Metropolitan Sewer District, and it uh, stars a sewer worker. Her name is Lily Putz. And uh, she's a sewer worker and our uh, tour guide, kind of, to the weird, wild, wet world beneath our feet. We're a very uh, flush-and-forget-it society, and uh, we don't really know what's down there. So uh, Lily puts kind of showing us uh, the, the ugly world, the poop-filled world <laughs> that we don't know anything about. So it's flushed away, but not with any of the cute characters. Um, it's got some cute characters, but in a kind of uh, sewer kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody but me hear the word sewer and all they hear is Drew Barrymore going, alligator in the sewers from E.T. or is it just me? <laughs> we get uh, we get Ninja Turtles a lot. We get Ninja Turtles a lot, but it's uh, nothing like that. <laughs> No, see, we don't have a cool sewer system. I live in Ohio, so we don't have Ninja Turtles in there. We may have potato <laughs> nice. turtles in there, but <laughs> not the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, so with uh, with Lilliput, uh, uh, she's basically, it's kind of like a Hellboy meets Tremors kind of thing. So it's, uh, you know, Hellboy in that, you know, she's uh, working her job. She does it well. She's just trying to get through the end of the day so she can have a beer. Uh, so she can uh, relax, finish her shift, uh, but then also tremors where it's just like wildly disgusting creatures who live in the sewers that she has to deal with, whether it is uh, blowing them up, uh, knocking them out, or, uh, you know, being friends with them. So I have to ask, what made you guys go, let's do a sewer comic? <laughs> uh, what we were, uh, I worked for the Cincinnati Museum Center for a while. And I kept passing by the treatment plants, 
And uh, I was always curious about it, and so I arranged for a tour. I've always wanted to do a comic book since I was nine years old. Uh, you know, ever since I saw the spinner rack at a convenience store and um, pulled my first comic book. And uh, uh, always wanted to uh, create something, to, uh, to write something. And uh, the idea just clicked. It just, oh, look, a center plane. Oh, it clicked. Okay, he was driving on Interstate 75, went past the Mill Creek. Went, that's right. Oh, that's right. The, the Mill Creek treatment plant. That's right. <laughs> the smell of success <laughs> right there. This, uh, that is, and the smell of success is strong. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, because um, all three of us are in the state of Ohio, Interstate 75, which runs north or, north and south through basically most of Ohio, um, there's that lovely little Mill Creek right next to the wonderful railroad tracks, and it follows 75 quite a bit of a way up yeah, through. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and I find this humorous because my uncle actually used to work for them. Oh, nice. We we have a lot of em- we have a lot of employees. Uh, I did. I spent about a year interviewing uh, different MSD employees. Uh, I followed SD one uh, Sanitation District one across the river in Northern Kentucky. I followed uh, their trouble call crew. I did the treatment plant tour. I talked with a number of different employees. And number one, they're 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 happy and excited that there's a comic book. Uh, Set in the sewers, but they were surprised that uh, I even wanted to interview them, or uh, we were even interested in doing a book like this. Now, Jay, you are one of the creators, a writer for the comic, and Dylan, you are the illustrator. Yeah. So you get to write, you get to like draw like little poopies and toilet papers and all that wonderful fun stuff that she gets to find <laughs> while working. I mean, I usually don't draw the poop, but uh, I try to kind of make it just a giant amalgamation of just all the stuff that's coming in to the sewer. Uh, I make everything real wet and goopy and gross, but uh, I wouldn't say I, I don't really draw that toilet paper, but uh, I definitely look at a lot of pictures of, like, old sewers. I usually uh, I usually draw it as an antiquated sort of uh, – uh, tunnel system with like bricks and stuff, which probably it wouldn't make it like that as much today, but it looks a little cooler for the comic book, you know, to make it look kind of older and disheveled. So, and I try to stay accurate. So I look up, you know, the actual things that I'm drawing that Jay's referencing and try to maybe extrapolate it and make it seem more uh, science fiction y and more interesting to the person. And then uh, I went when I made the costume. I, I actually went and got a model that we use for the main character. And I went to the Army Surplus store and I just got like actual female combat uh, gear and stuff like that to make it, you know, a little more authentic to what a woman would actually wear in a action sort of uh, situation. Is it is it really interesting though to be able to? I mean, again, a lot of people they just go, okay, sewer, put murky water, put walls, boom, yeah. sewer done. And yours seems to has a lot more detail. Has it been fun actually looking through the pictures, being able to put in those slight details? Because I mean, because you could have gone like one of two ways. You could have gone realistic, or you could have gone, this is where no one's ever seen, so we're gonna make it look like Dagobah. So one of the uh, other. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try to reference the sewers of like France, you know, like the real old sewers. 
And uh, I probably would have been a little easier if I wouldn't have made them brick so much just because takes a little bricks are super time consuming to draw. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's about, that's, that's more the, the nightmare of it. But now I'm, I'm pretty fast at drawing it and I've kind of figured out, you know, I just looked at other, how other people draw bricks and kind of went into it that way. So I think I've definitely gotten better as I've gone along doing it. Well, I've, I, I, I've been to your website. I've, I have not read the con. I mean, I've read m- some of it because you do have it online on your website pretty much for free, which is yeah. awesome. So people can really get a nice taste of the comic, just not a real taste because you don't really want to taste yeah. sewage water, but you can get a good taste oh. of the comic <laughs> oh for free. That's right. That's right. We have, um, we have season one online uh, digitally for free. That's the first five chapters. And then uh, this past November, we uh, launched an additional seven chapters. So we're seven chapters strong. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure people don't realize, you know, I don't want people going in thinking, like, your comic's like a scratch and sniff. I, I don't want <laughs> Even though that would be interesting. <laughs> I draw Come on. so much, I forget that it's in a sewer, really. I don't even, I just think of it as pipes. I know. I don't really, I forget about the poop part. In all honesty, though, once you actually get into it, you really do forget that she's in a sewer because it just becomes this really in intricate world. It's like being on a completely yeah. new planet when the way how you guys write it and draw it and convey the comic, which is really interesting. People forget that, well, what she's trudging through. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I'm well, absolutely. And the fact that this uh, a lot of sewer systems are uh, 100 years plus old, they're antiquated. We were talking about the brickwork. I mean, a lot of it, while there is some, uh, only about 20% of the uh, Cincinnati area, only about 20% have the modern lining of the sewers. Uh, the majority of it is still brick. Uh, we have this antiquated system. Uh, we were very flush and forget it, so uh, we don't care as long as it's working. Uh, but there's a, there's a whole world underneath there. I mean, we're talking about thousands of miles of pipes. We're talking about billion gallons of a, a water, a uh, wastewater a year. So uh, it, it's really interesting. Awesome. So um, n- you guys had some really big news that you were telling me about um, via email where you actually got to do this real kind of like immersive tour thing. Tell everybody a little bit about that. So it's called the uh, Mess Tunnel Tour, and uh, we're in uh, over the Rhine in Cincinnati. We have uh, Union Hall. Union Hall has a sub-basement. It used to be an old beer storage, uh, a logger storage tunnel. It's got a beautiful curved ceiling probably about 24 feet high at, the, at its highest peak. And uh, we have uh, writ large uh, uh, reprinted the uh, Dylan's artwork, the comic book pages, uh, almost basically life-size. And uh, we've created almost like a, an exhibit or a maze where you're immersing yourself through the comic book that takes place in a sewer and you're three stories underground uh, in a tunnel. It is truly an immersive comic book. And what is actually your goal for this project with with what you're doing with this? We got a grant from uh, People's Liberty uh, off of the Hale Foundation. And uh, they provided a grant for us to uh, do this immersive comic book because what we wanted to do was change two things. Number one, change the way people experience comics. Typically, uh, comic books are a solitary, reading a comic book is a solitary act. 
And with this, it's more of a social act where you and a group are going through the comic together. Uh, you have flashlights, so you're kind of reading at your own pace, but it's still a social outing. It's something that you're doing with a group. And then uh, the second thing we wanted to accomplish besides changing the way people uh, experience comic books is uh, really build an awareness and an education component to it, building awareness of the essential service provided by uh, the, uh, the sewer district, uh, MSD or SD1 across the river, just really trying to show the essential services provided by these public utilities. That, the second one's absolutely fantastic. The first one, it's almost like you just made a comic book a LARPing session. We almost what? Yeah. yeah. Okay, somebody knows what LARPing is. Thank you. <laughs> LARPing no, is when you go out and you... Oh, sorry. I said you turn comic books into LARPing, which is really cool. I'm like, all right. Ah. <laughs> <On this. laughs> okay, real quickly. I'm super nerd girl, and I'm into everything, so I can attach comics to almost everything out nice. there. Don't worry. I like it. <laughs> Well, it's really kind of cool because as you're walking through the comic book, number one, the lights are out. So we've got projection as uh, one of the light sources. And uh, designer Born, uh, Doug, Doug Bornschreger, uh created uh, some incredible video to go along with it. He also did a soundscape. So there's water flowing, dripping, uh, just weird noises. And uh, then um, we have a textile artist who uh, created uh, pretty much life-size worms that kind of, they don't pop out at you, but, you know, they're in strategic places to surprise you. <laughs> it is a, it's a LARPing slash haunted house slash comic book adventure. Have fun. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We want your, ne we want your next podcast to be in this tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, how will that sound? Very echoey, but you know what? With technology today, you know what? I could probably pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think it's really cool because up until this time, you're right. Comic books pretty much have either been uh, you go, you buy them, you go home and you read them. And the only real social thing with comic books really has been when like you and a group of people show up at the comic book shop together and you're all reading comics, but you're reading them to yourself. You're not reading them or anything like that because a lot of my friends growing up, it's like, don't you tell me the spoilers in that comic or I will beat the living snot out of you. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's a really cool way not only to enhance comics because um I know a lot of people in this world comic books are the reason why they're able to read nowadays because there's people like me I don't like books. I don't like books. They're too long. I don't want to read forever. I don't, comic <laughs> books was something very simple. Um I could read it. I could get a really cool story out of it and it's always been fun. And I love the fact that you've taken a simple little thing like a comic book and made it educational as well as now it's immersive. So not, mm -hmm. not only do you get immersive just by reading the comic, but you can actually be completely immersed in this world that you created. Yeah. I mean, I don't even, I don't, what I realized that when I was a little kid, I didn't even really even read the comic books. I still just looked at the pictures. So <laughs> like they tried to get me to read, but I still refused to for some reason. So <laughs> I think I don't. Well, I, I think that's that's why I work great with uh, Dylan because one of my my one of my gripes about comic books is sometimes there's a a, a, a few too many uh, word balloons, uh, too much <laughs> exposition. Uh, if it's graphic, if it's panel to panel and graphic storytelling, let the art tell the story. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. 
And I will have to say, when it comes to a really good comic, you could actually flip through the comic and you'll know exactly what the story is if there is the right artist attached to the comic book because you wouldn't need all those word bubbles. Now, true, I read all the word bubbles, but my comic books when I was little were things like He-Man and G.I. Joe because I needed new scenarios to play with my toys. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So you did this in black and white. Is that uh, just time saving, or it, or for me, it felt like it was more like an effect. It actually helped really m- more immerse you into the world. Or am I hitting both? No, uh, I, I, kind of both. Probably I all think the above. One money, yeah. It's a lot cheaper. <laughs> oh yeah, and let's throw money in there. <laughs> I'd say it's a lot cheaper, and I mean, since it's underground, it would be all dark and murky anyway, so why, you know, go all crazy with the budget if you don't have to? So mm-hmm. it allows us to print more of them, you know, because people want to touch it and hold it, and, you know, people like the comic books. So I think if it, if we did it in color, it would have just eaten up all the budget, and this way it just lets us to kind of, like, uh, concentrate on the kind of stark uh, sort of... <laughs> Uh, world that she lives in would not be super colorful, I would think, anyway. Right. I I, I really enjoy it. Um, there, there's just something to be said. Yes, sometimes color can really pop, but there's just something to be said about when it's black and white and it, in a certain situation, and it really does something for your comic. It it just helps with the immersion of being in that world. Something it gives that dark, dank, you know, yeah. feet squishy feeling. Sorry, that's yeah, all I could picture. <laughs> well, think about it. If you're walking through that, and I realize they have boots for that, I do know this, but all I could picture is my feet water squishy. Great, now I have Yoda feet. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Think about it. He's got squishy. Still, so, um, when did the first issue come out of uh, Nest Comics? Uh, November two thousand sixteen. Yeah, like uh, like two years ago. Yeah, so November two thousand sixteen. What we did was uh, uh, Dylan had the artwork done a lot earlier, probably spring of that year. But what we wanted to do was kind of uh, save up the uh, save up the issues, save up the chapters, so then we can release it on a regular schedule. So the first one came out in November. The second one came out like three weeks after that. And we wanted to mm-hmm. stick to a regular schedule for the five chapters that we had. Yeah. And now knowing that you guys are out on the convention scene, because um, I actually had the opportunity of meeting you at Gem City Comic Con. Yay! Yeah. Well, right Gem, Gem City, Gem City was so much fun. That was great. Uh, we had a great time. Yeah, I, I liked knocked it. Out. I knocked myself out running. <laughs> one of the, I, I felt like it was one of the few Comic Con, like large Comic Con, Comic Cons that size, but that still had a predominant focus on comic books, comic book creators, comic book stories, uh, new creators. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. Um, Jesse really appreciates that. It's something that he always tries to promote is uh, Gem City. We do comics. Um, He's always nervous about when he tries to bring in something a little bit new to help uh, generate more of a buzz and, of course, to up with the ticket sales. So I will definitely make sure that he knows that because he will be great. She does because I'm just his little minion, so I'll just reiterate that to him. 
Yeah, I loved it. I'm so happy that they. You, if you could see the smile, it's literally from ear to ear. Yay! That's like a. Now, like I think uh, so. So a friend of ours, her name is V. Uh, she does uh, the modeling for Lily Put, and uh, I think that was was that one of the first times we had her in cosplay uh, a- after no, the that, Expo after the Expo. Expo. Yeah, at Cincinnati yeah, so Expo. That was our first time on the road. And then I think no, I think did we have her? I don't think did we have her at Gem City. Oh but yeah, we, we had her at Gem City. She did. She was there on Sunday. She was there on Sunday, uh, and it, yeah. it was great. She had. Uh, she took pictures with the other creators. She had pictures oh, yeah, with yeah, Boba yeah. Fett and just uh, uh, other characters like that. That was uh, real fun, and it, and it also adds a little spice to our to our table. Uh, having definitely a running around. Yeah, definitely. <gasps> I'm sorry, you just gave me this wonderful picture of your main character, Lily, and Boba Fett, and him walking through the search system going, yeah, I've been to something like this. You know, once upon a time, I was in a Starlight pit. I know, Starlight. (laughs) (laughs) They could relate to each other. (laughs) And there's your first crossover. Congratulations, guys. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, it's good. So, um, you said that you have seven um, issues now for the second set. Or se- did you say seven yeah. pages or seven issues? We seven call it uh, second season, second season. So, uh, yeah. we uh, there's a lot of people that we know that uh, they don't religiously uh, follow or read comics. So, we're trying to use uh, some TV logo, or t- some TV lingo. So, we use like season one and season two. Uh, so season two was seven chapters, and now we have a total of twelve. Nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice. And so a total of twelve chapters. When? How is this progressing? When are the next couple of chapters coming out? We're working on a, a piece right now, and Dylan is absolutely killing yeah. it. It's uh, it's called Basque, and it is the uh, it's the first appearance of adult Alley Crocs that aren't because yeah. uh, uh, the second issue is in the Alley Croc graveyard. And in season two, you kind of meet a baby Alley Croc, uh, but uh, named Becca. But this is the first time you see adult Alley Crocs. Yeah, it's pretty. It's gonna. Uh, I think this uh, issue is gonna be really good. So we got two chapters. I'm almost done with the second one, and uh, we'll get those done fairly soon. And uh, I'm not sure how we're gonna exactly uh, release those, but I think that those will be really exciting. Just for it's a lot more action packed, obviously. Although I don't know, it's like, the second season has a lot more action in it, so I'm really excited about that one, and I'm excited about the new one that I'm drawing right now. I just feel like I'm a little better at it too, so it's you know feel I feel like I've hit my stride. Nice. And uh, we've now, done a lot of great uh, world building as well, so yeah. uh, we've uh, really enjoyed that. I mean, we revisit characters each season but uh expanded a little bit more every time yeah which we've talked a little bit about your main character lily put but there's basically her sidekick that we haven't talked about and i hope i pronounced this right is it akka yeah that's right akka akka is her pet rat it's her uh, partner in slime (laughs) yes nice and akka has quite akka has quite she she has quite a fan base growing. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, we get a lot of uh, uh, we we have a lot of all ages audience, but definitely the the younger younger ones really gravitate towards Akka. Yeah, my daughter loves it. It's like a knife in my heart. Uh, <laughs> <she really> loves- <laughs> 
She really loves it. Loves the rat. Well, in all honesty, I mean, people have this really bad image when you say the word rat. They just think sure. of, honestly, a sewer-dwelling monstrosity, which, I mean, obviously, um, you living in Ohio, you know that we do have wharf rats. Um, yeah. They are absolutely terrifying when you're fishing late at night, and they come up and they take your tin of spam when you're five years old, and you're just like, what is that? But... <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that, that was that was that a lot of detail. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> was, I didn't know rats could be the size of little dogs and I was like five, six years old and we were just fishing off the bank at the Ohio River when I was little with my dad. <laughs> but we used spam. And I hear this tinging noise and it was its teeth and I turned around and like that thing gave me nightmares for eons. Like mm. no. Uh uh-uh. uh. But rats actually are very, they're really great pets. They're highly intelligent. And mm-hmm. when they're not living in the sewers, they're really clean and they're constantly cleaning themselves. Yeah. They constantly groom and clean themselves. They're very clean animals when they're not, you know, living in places that they're not normally supposed to be living in. They're supposed to be up and above ground. It's just yeah. human down ground. And I just think it's really cool that, you know, she gets a pet rat who's always seems to be watching her back. Yeah, and she I draw her, try to draw her real cute too, so I try to kinda of chub it up and kinda of ratatouille it up a little bit. So it's <laughs> definitely a it's a, definitely drawn on the cute side, you know. Uh I try to like, you know, draw it like maybe like a Templeton from uh Charlotte's Web or something. So oh, it's Templeton. definitely a good yeah, like a cute character. In my mind it's still Paul Lind doing the voice. But, you know, there's just these cute moments where she sits down and she talks to Akka and she shares a meal. And I'm like, that's me with my dogs. Like, right there. Do that with my dogs. I really do. Like, here, have a piece. All right. My turn. No, you had your turn. It's my turn. And and it's just adorable to see the way that they interact with with one another. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, being a sewer worker, being a sewer worker, it, it can be kind of solitary the way they do it, and uh, it's nice that she has some companionship with uh, Aka. So, there are also other things in there, like, uh, is it the Quasi? Oh, so Quasi is one of, uh, so there's, um, when I was taking the treatment plant tour, one of the pesky bacteria in the tanks is the bacteria that makes the 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 poop, the sediments, what what they're trying to get rid of, uh, float as opposed to float down to the to the bottom. It kept floating to the surface, and they were called filaments or filamentous bacteria. So, kind of the uh, the opponents, the uh, the villain of the uh, comic is this uh, sentient race of uh, bacteria called filaments, and uh, they've grown sentient. They walk around. And uh, one of them is pretty nasty, and his name is Quasi. Uh, kind of a base a little bit off of Quasimodo. Uh, Lily put, I think it was uh, Chapter 3 Scrape, Lily put kind of hits him with a shovel and kind of yeah. uh, scars him, <laughs> kind of uh, yeah. uh, beats on him a little bit. And so uh, he's kind of split in half a little bit and kind of has a hunchback like Quasimodo. So uh, they nicknamed him Quasi. Oh, and then of course the worms that you keep talking about—they are called. Um, there are tube effects. 
Tubifex ones. Tubifex. Yeah. They're pretty nasty. Uh, uh, They're in the first issue, and then uh, Akka has her own two-parter in the second season. Clint Bassinger, uh, uh, Northern Kentucky comic book artist, uh, does the honors for this one, these two chapters. And it's Akka uh, and the worms and uh, more centipedes. And there's a big turf war between all three of them. It's crazy. Ew. I mean... And yes, you, centipedes. You, if you have not, re- yeah, ew, no, no, the no, hairy ones, the really hairy. Yeah. <laughs> ew. Okay. Ew. Gross. Ew. <laughs> I actually had to go after this and fight centipedes in a video game. Like seriously. Ew. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are like fifty feet long. No. <laughs> those are the those are the hairless centipedes. You know the the ones I'm talking about, the ones in your basement that are just like. Yeah, hairy and lots of legs. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the the silverfish looking ones. Yes. Oh I know. yeah. Ones, yeah, my daughter hates those. The ones that <laughs> you want that midnight snack and you're barefooted and you flip on the light in the kitchen and it runs from your refrigerator to your stove and you're like, I'm not really that hungry anymore. I'm going back yeah. to bed and never touching yeah. the kitchen floor again because I don't know where it is. Yes, I don't you go to the it. you go to the basement. You turn on the light, and there it is, and it's not even moving. And you just, I admit, I yell out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing that makes you go <laughs> no, which is funny because right, you could just go smash at that. You're just like, oh, what is it? Um, and then of course, you know, you we mentioned a little bit about the filament, and then what really gets interesting is how these things come to be where you call them the hounds and dogs like they look like you guys took inspiration from that scene in the original the thing um when it's like out of the dog and it's like no (laughs) that's kind of how we did it yeah just we wanted to make it if like us uh, like spaghetti like tendrils had formed a dog like beast. So yeah, I thought it was pretty nightmarish to be chased by that would be disturbing. Yeah, the filaments are the the filaments are evolving uh, as yeah. they grow more and more intelligent and as they just expand as a as a as a as a group and uh, they they create. Uh, subsects of themselves where it's some are designed to hunt or some are designed to be bulkier and stronger. Uh, and then there are workers and, you know, it's just like a, like any kind of hive or any kind of uh, colony. Right. And what makes it interesting is the thing is like, these things could actually end up ever actually being, if you really think about it. In all honesty, think of all the different types of stuff, from chemicals to DNA to God only knows what else people have flushed down the toilet. I mean, like, when I, you know, my dog has an accident in the house, I just pick it up with tissue paper and flush it down the toilet. So there's some animal DNA. There's human DNA. And who's to say with things like evolution and things like that, but something like this couldn't actually be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, while doing research, there was, uh, I think it was in California and Los Angeles, there was a couple of pharmaceutical companies and some hospitals and the outflow, uh, a, a virus resisted the treatment process 
you know, chlorine and uh, the different process they use to clean the wastewater. And uh, this uh, supervisor survived and was dumped into the ocean and uh, made a bunch of different people sick. So, yeah. This a is, lot this of is times, how we get zombies, people. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the times, uh, my research, sometimes uh, we can't even keep up with all the crazy things happening in the sewers. True. Right. And and like you said, this is a flush and forget it thing. And this comic really makes you think of, ew, what did I just what did I just put down the toilet? Is that going to turn into something? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I really want to go down in there. And then, of course, the one of the big bats, obviously, is your bull guards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, again, we're talking DNA, and this really takes on more of a humanoid-type form. Yeah. They're, they're bulkier. They're bulkier kind of filaments. Uh, one of the weapons that uh, the sewer workers have is called a, a cleacher, and it basically sprays concentrated bleach at things. Uh, and uh, these bull guards are resistant to uh, those kind of blasts. Yeah, I never, I didn't realize how ridiculous some of this stuff sounded until we started talking about it out loud. <laughs> yeah, yes we do. That's right, yes, we, do. we do. We have bleachers, we have spray bottles of bleach that attack these things. Yeah, you know that makes absolute sense for to me. Um, I worked at a zoo for fifteen years, and our, the only chemical we had to wash the exhibits and stuff was bleach. You just Ray bleach everywhere, oh, and, yeah. stuff, and then you hose it down. Boom, done. And like, <laughs> yeah. it's a thing. It's like it also it. shoots out light. I think uh, the cleacher does too. So we yeah. got yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I'm not saying it's ridiculous, but it's just funny to hear somebody else say these things out loud. <laughs> like, yeah, we drew all this. That's all, all the stuff we've drawn right there. Boom. Um, now, going into talking a little bit about this art is you can really see that you guys took your time with this because not only did you come up with these fascinating creatures that, in all honesty, if you're, again, thinking about it, you know, all these things down there, who's to say that this can't happen? You guys really did take the time to go, okay, these are the equipments that Lilliput has, which really do, you know, a lot of these things are yeah. stuff that people in today's society in that yeah. profession. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, yeah, uh, I don't her think first he issue. Bombs, but yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I'm not going in there. Out their claws. I mean, out people their do claws. use them. Yeah, people do use them. So I guess technically that is correct. I mean, I thought uh, about, like, I love how her main weapon, her go-to weapon, at least in close range, is a shovel. I mean, yes, yeah. that is exactly what she has. And uh, that's what you'd expect a sewer worker to have is a shovel on him. <laughs> Yeah, shovel. and then black, black. and we have a combat shovel that you really could kill somebody with it. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, now that like I went and bought the actual shovel, and I was like, oh man, you could really hurt somebody with this. So, it's serrated and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so just about sense. to say that too because I have actually played a video games where you they're like, all right, you're going to start off with a serrated shovel. What am I going to do with this? <laughs> oh, yeah, you can do a lot of Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can you could take a shovel and you can really impale somebody with a shovel. It's terrifying yeah. how dangerous those things can be. It's like, yeah. all right, this is my new main weapon. Forget the knife. This has range. This is great. Yeah, I mean, we got one. We got a little short one that folds up. That's an actual army issue shovel. So it, it 
it's legit and uh, it makes it easier to draw, you know. So uh, definitely try to make add some sort of realism to the to the project, you know, to keep it interesting. And one of the things is, is you have this fantastic little comic that's going on, and you already have these really great creatures, but it looks like you've actually picked something that can constantly, really, take the word again, evolve, and, you know, there's always something else that can pop up, yeah. um, something else that can, you know, get flushed down that just ends up becoming something else that poor Lily and Akka are going to have to figure out, uh, yeah, run, they fight. <laughs> well, we yeah, definitely so, have a lot of ch- chances to make up new stuff. And uh, I probably am about five more scripts ahead. Uh, so we definitely have our season three uh, predominantly scripted out. There's a couple bridge points that we want to do. But, again, it's it's kind of like toilets are keep flushing. They have a job to do. I mean, it, it's that kind of thing. It's not like they're never going. They're not going to cure the sewer system, so they never have to work it again. There's always something going on down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for those states that have sewer systems, we're not talking about Louisiana or Florida because we know y'all ain't got one. <laughs> you guys have. Yeah. <laughs> I just say that I lived in Florida for 15 years. I just say it. it's like, hey, let's. Get, uh, what is that? You hit water. I only dug six feet. You hit water. What the heck? We need six feet of ocean. What kind of a state is this? Yeah. How am I supposed to hide from a tornado in this state? You don't. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know that part of your goal with this is, you know, to not only to per- change the perception of the way that people do comics with your new co- comic tour thing, um, uh-huh. and also the way that people actually think about, you know, what actually goes through providing sewer service, you know, because a lot of people go, well, why am I paying $10, $15 for sewer service? Why? Well, this is the reason why. Do you want to hound the third most scariest dog thing since the thing and an alien xenomorph <laughs> turning into a dog? Yeah. Do you really want one of those? They're straight. They're scared. I mean, straight. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you guys, the hound, after I, read, I I met the hound, I'm like, okay, so the creepy thing that ate all the dogs in the thing, the xenomorph dog, the hound, and then yeah. hellhounds. Like, it jumped past the hellhound in my top five yeah. no-no dogs in the world. Like, wow. No. <laughs> well, thank you very much. You're <laughs> <I'm laughs> trying to make it disturbing. That's a Hall of Famer. I love it. Yeah. Josh, I love I lo- I have my top fives. I'm always like, uh, no, that just took over. I mean, like the only thing that can make the hound any creepier is if the hound met a xenomorph and then it used a lightsaber. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, crossover. <laughs> I like it. Now, now you see where my brain constantly goes when I'm reading things. I'm like, well, what if I spread with this and then got this and then had this ability? I just terrified well, myself. And it goes to it goes to uh, the strength of Lilliput and the adaptability. I mean, here she is, this uh, strong character who happens to be uh, a woman who happens to be Asian, and she's alone by herself. You know, she's got her pet rat, but I mean, she has to she has to have uh, she has to be adaptable. She has to be strong. She has to be quick witted because uh, you know she's surrounded. She's constantly surrounded by uh, threats and danger while trying to unclog clogs, you know? (laughs) 
Trust me, I don't want to do it. Just walk into the sewer, <laughs> gotta unclog this clog, then all of a sudden all this stuff spews. I got no, 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 uh, uh-uh. uh. I I can actually imagine something like that because when I worked at the zoo, um, and the zoo was in Florida, um, Florida has these really incredible things called palmetto bugs. Oh my gosh, those are huge. They're huge. They're intelligent. They fly. And I was and one of the doors got stuck while I was trying to clean one of the bedrooms. It was actually one of the bears' bedrooms. So I kicked it, and when I kicked it, about twenty five of them fell straight down my V neck shirt. Oh, that sounds so terrible. If that wasn't bad enough, I could only imagine being Lily and you know having to knock on something and something just explodes and all of this stuff and the things in it just fall. It, no. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I was Lily, I'd be like, you know, I'm adaptable and all, but I quit. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, the model doesn't have to go through any of that actual stuff, so it's all drawn. So I don't have her model with anything gross or anything like that. It's all done in my living room. Dylan's sitting there drawing the scene. His, the, Lily, the character that he just drew, turns around and goes, no. No, no, absolutely not. Dylan goes, and I. She's slowly, <laughs> she's slowly warming up to. She, I think she's slowly warming up to having an actual rat on mm. her. But oh, yeah. well. <laughs> I don't. Need, I don't really even need. The, yeah, it's easy enough to just draw it on her. It's not that, that hard. <laughs> it's just there. It's you know she's like yeah. she's like a a pirate captain and her little bird. It 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 just happens. There there. Yeah. Nice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> until the the rat actually starts speaking to her in pure English, and she's like, "Um, we got a problem." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, I know you guys went to Gym City. Are you guys doing any other conventions this year to help promote the book? Uh, yeah, we're uh, going back to the Cincinnati uh, Expo, of course. Yeah, and uh, then we're. Uh, then we're doing a bunch of other little tours. We got like books uh, by the banks too, and we got books by yeah. the banks. Uh, we'll probably do Genghis Khan again. We did that last year. That was a really fun one. Uh, What's let's that? See. Okay, you got Genghis Khan. That- Genghis Khan is out of Cleveland, and it is really fun. It's just one day, the Sunday after uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, Cleveland doesn't front. They want to buy some books. They love comics. And so uh, we did really well there uh, last uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, we did Space Again. Uh, that was just finished, Bob Corby's thing. And that was, uh, that was really fun. That was like 100 different creators in one room and uh, lot, uh, a plethora of uh, different stories. And uh, we, uh, I think we did really well there. We, uh, yeah, we did. sold a lot of books uh, and saw a lot of people. That was our second time at Space. So that was really right. fun. Yeah. Now, Hopefully we just do more drawing. Like, you know, like we do a lot of the we do a lot of the traveling around and stuff, so that's it's I mean, that's really fun to see all the hard work kinda of pay off and people like it, you know. Yeah, oh, and the repetition. Really I mean people see it people come back and see us again. Uh we were uh, uh we can't wait to get back to uh Indi- the we did the Indiana Comic Con in Indianapolis we really killed it there. Met a yeah. lot of great folks and just had a real fun time. Indiana's a prime hotspot for some great conventions. And mm-hmm. they're very, 
the people there just love going to the conventions. And I think what really helps you guys is that you have this, you do have a comic book, but it's so different from everything else out there from the, you know, to me, it's not the fact that it's a female lead, even though it is nice to see, you know, more and more females taking center stage as the main character, but it's just, you have this unique comic that no one no one else absolutely no one else has done and you've really put the time and effort into it and it not only does it show in your comic but if you get an opportunity you need to go over to their website and it's real easy it's www.messedcomics.com they (laughs) the first thing you're going to want to click on because it's the first thing that i clicked on was potty training what is this and it's and you're just like okay i'm i'm what you know you're waiting for because you're expecting it to be something completely different and it's literally just like uh hello welcome to the world of mess with trailers and some clippets from the comic and you're just like that is so ingenious that is lovely (laughs) and it's such a great play on words you that was fantastic from you guys well jay all the puns (laughs) He's full of <laughs> Definitely. That's definitely fun. But, but that's the thing is that you have a comic that you can have so much fun with, you know, and being able to invent things and being able to show a world that no one has ever seen before. And again, just reading the little bit that I've been able to read of this comic, it's just so immersive and it really makes you think. It really makes you think. Like every time now I go to the bathroom, I'm like, hmm. I wonder what this is going to turn into. <laughs> I don't know. I also mission, like the mission accomplished. <laughs> and I also like that our main character doesn't have any superpowers, but all the things that she fights have superpowers. Oh, so yeah. it's like <laughs> it's like she's like this poor person fighting against all these super beasts with almost little to no real superpowers herself. So I mean, she's got like an onboard computer. And stuff like that. And she has the ability to wade through human excrement without getting a UTI and all this stuff. But, I mean, other than that, there's no real superpower that she seems to, you know, have like a, like a Superman or, you know, something like that. She is the Ripley of the sewer system. Yes. Oh, nice. Nice. She, and, I, and, I, and I'm not talking Ripley and aliens. I'm talking Ripley in the oh. very first alien where she has Absolutely nothing except for her wits and her cat that she put in a Happy Meal box for the alien to look at and go, yeah. that's too much work to do. <laughs> Not afraid to just put on a tank top and get at it. I love it. <laughs> but, but think about it. I mean, the best way to describe sometimes characters is by really associating them with the people and other characters that people really know. And Ripley is basically the baddest ass character in the yeah. entire world. As far as anybody needs to be concerned. And this girl really does, you know, she's into, you know, here she is, she's in the shop, she's just doing her job. And then one day these things show up and it's just like how Ripley is like, okay, what do I do? I have to make this makeshift flamethrower. Well, she, you know, she's got these things like the, you know, this pipe bomb and these things that she's adapting to fight off these things. And she's like, what do I do? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all she could do is look at Akka, and she's like, what do I do? And Akka's like, keep chirp, 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 chirp. Okay, yeah, I didn't understand it. That wasn't really helpful. You look that way, dude. (laughs) 
I just recently watched the first Alien again, and I thought not only did it hold up, but the only thing I thought that was unbelievable was I was like, I think nobody would have survived this thing. But other than that, I thought it was pretty amazing that they could imagine time and space travel, but they couldn't imagine color graphics on the computers. That's what I thought was the most weird part about it. I was like, it still looked like they were looking at a, like a, Texas Instruments computer, but it's supposed to be like 300 years from now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so that was great. But other than that, I mean, I thought the movie kind of held up also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, it's just, it's at least, at least Lily has a better animal companion than Jonesy, because Jonesy, he can yeah. put it in a box, left in a corner, and it will always be my favorite scene out of that movie. Ailey comes around the corner, sees the cat in basically a Happy Meal box for it, pokes that and goes, I ain't got time for that. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back when I'm, like, really desperate for food, but there's still something out there that's not in a box. I'm going to go after that. It's, like, one yeah. of my favorite scenes in that movie. And, not, I mean... I love the movie. Obviously, two is more fun because it's just so humorous. But there's just yeah. something about her having to, especially when you know you have Ripley, and then God, I can't remember the other girl's name, and all she does is scream, and you just want to be like, kill her, yeah. just just please kill her because she's irritating yeah. me. <laughs> well, I mean, and, Alien was all suspense. It was all one alien, yeah. and where is it? While yeah, Aliens two or Aliens is, uh, wow, you just get the body count all around. Yeah. <laughs> definitely more of a James Cameron kind of a thing. Oh, definitely, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> definitely. The definitely one, different, guys. Like, the first one is, in a, uh, is a suspenseful horror. The second one is an action-packed, let's have fun. With yeah. There are still some tense moments. That scene with Newt in the water, she's just waiting for Ripley, and you know it's coming. Ooh, You're just like, terrible. will she yeah. get the kid? Well, she get the kid. Nope, she did not get it at that point. You're just like, oh, no. Yeah. She's like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> like, I yeah. already lost my daughter, Amanda. I'm not losing Newt. That, that It's not happening. <laughs> like, oh, and, and that's... And that's when they introduced the queen, too. Oh, my gosh. But but then again, just like how you see in your comic how intelligent these characters are, it was really interesting in Aliens to see how intelligent they were. When Ripley Mm -hmm. shoots the fire, the flamethrower at the egg, and she's like, back off. And the queen's like, back to, Mm -hmm. if she destroys my eggs, I will hurt every last one of you. Just back off. Let this go. And it's really interesting. I mean, I don't know if you meant to take inspiration from that or if it was just something like in the back of your mind but it's really interesting to see when I read it I could pull like oh my gosh like I can associate this with this and it's yeah. really fascinating because let's face it that's what There's nerds a, do I have a lifetime of comic book reading uh, watching sci-fi but uh, honestly it was uh, it was uh, inspired by my daughters uh, to create a strong character like Lily put uh, my kids are, I'm Filipino, my kids are half Filipino, and uh, I, I kind of wanted to create that strong character. But, of course, the sci-fi elements are, you know, you got your aliens, you've got your tremors, you've got your Hellboy, you know, you got all those things mixed together uh, for this uh, person that doesn't have special powers, except for she's, she's sharp, uh, she's uh, quick, and uh, she's uh, able-bodied, so she's running around, you know? Oh, I will get. I will give credit where credit is due. Lily put is quick. Like I, she could get through that stuff like nothing. Like me, I'd be like, and I'm dead because I'm sludging. 
<laughs> yeah, well. Like, <laughs> unless there are rocket boosters to let me walk on water like Jesus, I'm as good as dead. Like, it's not happening. <laughs> well, we did walk- draw her in some good shape. We draw her doing some pretty athletic things. <laughs> now, I do have to ask, the name Lilliput, where did you come up with that name? Because that's not a very common name. So Lilliput, uh, Lilliput, Fat Mucket, uh, sand shell, uh, kidney shell, uh, they're all named, uh, they're all code names, and uh, they're based off of freshwater mussels. Huh. So, yeah. So, when I was working at the uh, museum center, we uh, they have a place called the Edge of Appalachia. It's a preserve in Adams County, and I went there, and they had a display board, and they had these amazing names, you know, like Fat Mucket and uh, uh, Sand Shell and uh, Kidney Shell and uh, uh, Deer Toe and different names like that. And one of the names was Lilliput as well, and it was just the names of different freshwater mussels, mussels, filter feeders filter workers and that's uh i thought that was brilliant and something just very unique i've never seen before just uh how you have code names because i I went to school in uh pennsylvania and there was like 20 johns and uh 20 jennifers so (laughs) trying to distinguish your uh a name distinguish names especially for uh different radio communication I didn't even realize we had freshwater mussels. So, yeah. wow, I just learned something. <laughs> Welcome to ATP, the educational podcast. <laughs> I'm like, wait, we got, I'm like sitting here going, freshwater mussels. Google, let's go. Yeah. Wow. You've got me learning. That's bad. I know. <laughs> Whether you want to or not. <laughs> Whether you want to or not. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the thing is, is, you know, you think muzzles, you think clams, you think ocean. You don't think river. <laughs> well, a lot Ever. of the river freshwater mussels, a, a lot have been wiped out because of different chemical spillings, industrial runoff, and sewage. I knew we'd get them. It's <laughs> <laughs> only a matter of time. So my message, my message, my environmental message. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, something else that I love about you guys is that you do blog on your website, and it's really interesting to see some of the stuff that you do because you have what is called sewer speak. And where does it come from? Things like Drake's, Kaflush, Equus, you know. And it's really interesting to see how you guys talk about in your blog, you know, what sewer speak is, where these things come from. So you really do, you know, on every form, whether it's here making me Google search freshwater mussels <laughs> or <laughs> Doing this immersive thing with the comics and the tunnels to even your blogs, it's really refreshing to see that this is a comic that can actually educate everybody of any age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we want to, we, we obviously, our, our first thing is we want to entertain. But uh, if there's an element of education there, that's uh, that's terrific. But that's that's my point is that you're educating with entertainment. Mm-hmm. You're you're like the Sesame Street for the sewer system. Finally. <laughs> Finally. We were we were looking for that. <laughs> Somebody had to. Mission accomplished. 
Today's mess is brought to you by the letter S, the letter C, <laughs> and <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, again, I've been reading comics since I was nine. I there are there are things I've read in novels. There's things I've uh, read in comic books or seen in movies. I would love some behind the scenes on. I would yeah. love just to hear. Just uh, I, I admit, I I watch Talking Dead after Walking Dead, and I I, I just like see, hear, seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff. Oh yeah, I, that's yeah. one of the reasons why me I still buy Blu-rays. Like I still buy them. Everybody's like, Ooh, you know, you could just yeah. yes, but I still like the Blu-ray because then I get those commentaries and I get to learn some really cool in fact details of some of my most nerdiest, geekiest shows, and I love it. It's just so oh, yeah. much fun. Like, There's really a deep dive. These are the things that we want to deep dive in. That's why with the comic book, uh, while we, we tell the story, uh, we have what's called the Fat Mucket Files afterwards. So for those people that want more of a deep dive, they want more background information, there's a Fat Mucket's her manager, and it kind of she does the report off of, uh, off of Lilliput's report and gives her own commentary to it. Nice. So, of course, the biggest question, guys, is where can people find you on social media so they can check this out? All right. So the website is Mess Comics, M-E-S-S-E-D, comics, C-O-M-I-C-S dot com. Also, at Mess Comics on Instagram and at Mess Comics at uh, uh, Facebook. Awesome. And, of course, if you just go over to their website, they actually do have the link to their Facebook, their Twitter, and their Instagram, and looks like Tumblr as well. You can just click on those so it's an easier way for you to find everything all at once from their homepage. And definitely check out Potty Training and take their thing about their tunnel tours, everything. They're very immersive over on their website, so you can learn everything that you need to learn. And, like I said, you can read the first comic, so you got to check it out. So, um, guys, thank you so much. I've had so much fun having you guys here. And all you people out there, go check this comic out. Really immerse yourself and get flushed. What is it? Follow the flush right over to messcomics.com. Check out all the amazing things of Lilliput, Akka, and all. And just watch out for the towns because they're just absolutely terrifying. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, thanks and, for having us. Thank well, you. Thank you. Pleasure, and um, hopefully we can do this again. Excellent. All right. And of course, guys, if you want to learn more about AGP, we are everywhere. Just look for Amanda Gillum Presents everywhere on social media. Remember, the Gillum is spelled like William, but with the G instead of the W, and Twitter slightly different. It's Amanda G Presents. And again, thank you, everybody. And thank you to my guests, Jay and Dylan, for letting us follow the flush and getting down and dirty on this episode of AGP. Good night. <laughs>